On this week's episode, we will discuss a classic film from David Fincher. It's The Social Network. We will talk about how social media has become a mainstay in most people's lifestyles and uncover the truths about the filmmaking process. Join us as we go wild and crazy. Welcome to Adult Beverage Podcast, where we will be talking films, new and old. He's looking at you, kid. Think the fly thing. Did we just become best friends? Yep. As well as anything else in the entertainment world, while enjoying an adult beverage in hand. So who loves social network? I wanted to hate it. I wanted to hate it so much. Have you not? Did you not see it before? No, I hadn't seen it before. Oh, okay. really? Oh, wow, that's great. All right. Yeah, and I just watched it yesterday. So, so. why did you want to hate it? Because you hate Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't really know how much I hated Zuckerberg until I watched it till the very end. Yeah. yeah. Now I really, really hate him. A well, lot, yeah. It's funny know? to me that you hated Zuckerberg not seeing this movie. The reason I hate Zuckerberg is because I saw this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then subsequently has followed every decision that he's made since then and have been like, oh yeah, he's he's that guy. Yeah, you're still that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know, let me it is introduce a movie, though. Yes, yeah. so that's not, true. I don't know that it's. He wouldn't say it's completely factual. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. No. Not, Except no. his wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very interesting. But let's get into who's here today. So we've got yes. Laura Truman. Hello. And we're waiting on Squeaker. He'll be here in a little while to help out. That and late motherfucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Patrick Keenan. Uh-oh. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know Patrick. There he is. And then we have an amazing guest today. So, I mean, let's just, I'm going to let Laura introduce this lovely you can't name. Say it. I can say it, <laughs> this but I want. Vulvalicious. Hi, everyone. See, I'm so happy to be here. Such a smooth voice. This is going to be great. I like it. I like it very much. Yeah. Why I liked it, I didn't want to do it, is I think that has to be said with a woman's voice. <laughs> you put two women like that right beside it, and it's like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there we go. Can we just title this one Vulvalicious as well? I think and we just, <laughs> I think we should change it right now and just call it that's what no the one name would of ever show. know it was about. Yeah. The social they wouldn't network. care. They no. don't care. That's no. sexy. Film the social network. You're gonna have right. a lot of really disappointed listeners if you call it Volvalicious and then we just yeah. wind up talking about the social network. Right. Bait and switch. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Wouldn't be the first time we've done that here <laughs> at the adult <laughs> beverage podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, so so what do y'all think about it? I mean, like was it what was the part? First of all, Laura, you've never seen this was the first time you saw the film. Yeah. So was it yep. what you expected when you started watching the film? No. I I really didn't know what to expect. I expected a lot of words, Aaron Sorkin dialogue, heavy driven dialogue. Um, I expected some heavy David Fincher cuts and some good music, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't really know what I was getting into. And it, within the first five minutes, I was angry at Zuckerberg. All right, you know. Yeah, they don't. Thirty, paint sec- him 30 very, seconds uh, in, I was angry at Zuckerberg. <laughs> they don't paint him very nice in this movie. No, but, um, no. he's probably not that nice of a guy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, I was a little bit different on that side of it. I thought, you know, coming in knowing the backstory on, you know, how the company came about and how it was developed and all this stuff, uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't as. I w- I wasn't. I didn't feel threatened. I guess by him and his his personality. 
What I did see is I think this was a great film, and the reason I like this film um, is that it takes something that's kind of we all know about. We've all read the articles and sure. magazines and I all this in time and 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 <laughs> yes. For, for those of you that do read, for those of you with uh, any sense of curiosity um, about life who've read about it, I just don't. I'm so like, wow. so we knew this little bit of the backstory, um, and we knew there were some issues when they started out and how it's kind of went its direction. But I thought the way the story was told, first of all, going back to the Aaron Sorkin's, uh, you know, his dialogue, we know what, what's coming with it. It's very wordy, very, and and I thought, oh. It's witty. Very witty, witty. Very, yeah. very witty. Yeah. But then you take Fincher's style and you throw that into the mix and it really changes the perspective of this film. Well, and also the soundtrack, right? So Trent oh, Reznor. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I haven't seen it in 10 years. And I had a totally different, the first time I saw it and the last, this time I saw it, I had a totally different interpretation. What was fascinating to me, t- like two things happened really quickly. I watched it in the first five minutes and thought, huh, this sounds like Sorkin. And then, of course, his name came up. And I was like, right, of course it's Sorkin. And then the first three chords of the music kicked in and the soundtrack flooded back into my brain because Reznor's handling of the soundtrack it was really unique at the time no one had ever really done a soundtrack like this before and it's dark and it's moody and it's different and i really think it just absolutely catapulted this into a really interesting place it it does and it takes a simple you know dialogue and it makes it something like you know i'm about the same with you i think it's probably been like six years since i've seen this film and i wanted to you know when we're doing the list i was trying to put something on there that was kind of like this that was something that I hadn't watched in a while, but I always thought was really good. And to watch it now and say, wow, why does this make, why does it have such a really interesting feel to it? You know, when you're watching it, you become in, absorbed in the characters, you become absorbed in, but the music is what makes this yeah. film. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it really is like an unbelievable. There's only one time in the movie that it does. And that's the rowing when they do the rowing, but it, that, even that uh, kind of yeah. kind of adds to the the uniqueness of this. I love that scene. And I it, believe they yeah. call it crew. Very much crew. They do call it. That's <laughs> Not right. Rowing. <laughs> right. I believe they call what it. What you doing? Rowing. <laughs> Here. Rowing at, my boat at this fancy college. We're rowing gently down the stream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done that. Right. Yeah. But, you know. yeah, in like a robo. Yeah, in a well, yeah, you know, tomato, tomato. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but that's the cool thing about this film is there's so many things you pick up on as you watch it, and you know, and it just, I mean, there's something about this, and it starts in the very beginning. Um, the the one shot that really, when I watched it the first time, I always I couldn't figure out how it was done, and I kept looking at it, it was the scene when it's on top of the building, and they do the pan across the the campus kind of mm. and I, I just kept watching it going it's really different and I just don't understand why because I'm, I'm doing the perspectives of lenses and how it was well then I after watching it I was like you know knowing that we were going to do this I went and watched more stuff about how that was done and it was actually it was pan they panned together images oh, to oh. make that happen mm-hmm. so it was like multiple images or two I think I think there's two images that were put together on that and then to make one image and that's the way they were able to make that kind of wild looking so but with that then you start into the story of the campus and you start to feel the campus and that becomes like a character in itself too mm-hmm. 
um, which I think is great writing, but I think it's even more Fincher, you know, putting his little, you know, yeah. thumbprint on it and saying, hey, you know, and you can tell that these guys already had the music already had this rapport with them. I mean, there was this mm-hmm. sort of very comfortableness about what they were doing and they knew what they wanted to do. And, um, and it's, I think it turns out it's a film that you, every time you watch it, you're going to get something else out of it, which yeah. is yeah. very, very rare for a lot of films. You know, so. Well, and what was interesting to me thinking again, you know, going into how was this made and how did it work and the technology and looking, you know, cause it was came out in 2010. Right. So the Winklevoss twins, right. Army hammer, he looks fantastic. Like I kept waiting, like, oh, the tech isn't going to be that good 10 years ago. It was fantastic. The way that they did that with them, it was seamless. The one, yeah. The one thing that I found distracting in terms that, of that I didn't think technically worked was the cold air coming out of their mouths. I did too. When they were chatting outside in the ice cold, talking about making the thing, I was like, oh, that's not how cold air comes out of your mouth in the Northeast. (laughs) Because I grew up outside Boston. Right. I was like, yeah, no, that's not good. Like, how did you not get that, but you could fucking clone Army Hammer and make it perfect? There's some (laughs) stuff they mess up. We're going to talk about this eventually on... We we know I love this movie, Hereditary, Yeah. that we're doing next time. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. But there's a scene with flies in it, and they're the worst. Like, there's so much in that movie that you go, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you go, those flies look like ass. Yeah. <laughs> those are the worst CG <laughs> yeah. flies. So I wonder if they, like, outsource it, and they go, like, send this over to some little crappy, cheap place to do. Or I'm just picturing, like, an SAT analogy. Like, hereditary is to flies as social network is, is to, to cold breath. Cold breath. <laughs> Winter <laughs> breath. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing was, is when I first watched the film, I didn't see... I, there was something that was weird. I noticed something weird, but I didn't really grasp it when I was watching the first time. Then, But watching it again, and you instantly pick up in... Uh, <laughs> Squaker's hair. Squaker's hair. And you instantly pick up on that sense of what is different, okay? Like, you know, there's things in this thing that you start to pick up in the story as it develops. The The thing that to me is that you become involved in the characters, but it's on a different perspective. You're looking at it, and maybe because of the music doing that, it makes you feel that you know these people. Like you went to school with these, and these guys are like trying to be the brains, but they're, they're just intertwining mix that goes on. Is there anything that you noticed that was different, like that you would say, okay, this didn't happen, this couldn't happen, that you felt like? I know that's. Mm. I'm going all over the place on that mm. with that that kind. I know that was like a 15 minute build up to a question. None of us know the answer to. Right. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have a chance to prepare for this. We didn't. Uh. <laughs> we, I, I watched the movie. I mean, you know. That, that didn't that. think we could happen. Do you have an answer, like in your head? I have a sort of an answer in my okay. head. Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, is like, so as you're watching this, you know the the, the storyline. But what the thing that got me was is the way he intercut this. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the editing too. Yeah, so intercutting it with, you know, at first it kind of bothered me. You know, you kind of are like, why are yeah, we jumping into the cut? Okay, why are you doing this? But then that part becomes. You mean to the flashback stuff and how yeah. it happened yeah. and stuff? Because that's well, how. So basically different. the de- deposition and that's to the kind deposition. Of how Sorkin, he did the same thing with Bill Gates. Is that, well, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was about Bill Gates, right? 
The one with, yeah, uh, with Michael Fassbender. No, the Fassbender. Oh, 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 got it. Same. Sure. Same thing. But mm-hmm. it, it like jumped. It went. It's like three different periods. But you were just like, Which he's one not am a very yeah. He's not a very cut and dry linear storyteller. It's kind of like let's. We're right. We're having this deposition stuff. Let's go back and. Oh. Do, do this mm-hmm. and da, da, da. I think I know. I think I know where you're going with this. So the reason that it couldn't. So what couldn't happen is if he cut it in a linear fashion because if you cut it in a linear fashion we would have gotten through all the really good juicy character development stuff where we actually care about who he's firing and who the fuck Sean Parker is and who they're sleeping with exactly and then the last two thirds of the movie would be one lawsuit followed by another lawsuit it would be so boring right nobody wants that and that that's the thing he does in this where the, the the dialogue you know becomes driven by the the characters, you know, but it also is the jumping around makes you feel that you're never bored with it. And that's a really tough thing to do because you can actually, it can work in your advantage like it does for this one, or it can work the opposite way and take you out of the story because you become kind of intercut like an Instagram feed or whatever, you know, and some of these things you watch. So, uh, but I think it's, it's very, I think it helps to have two, a polished writer that's phenomenal, um, whether you like him or not, you know, because you can hear his, to me, I hear him talking. And as a matter of fact, I don't know, does anybody notice that he's in this film? Yeah. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. 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 So he plays a good, like, little short little piece in there. But, um, but you know, the, the conversation really drives the story. And I think when you look at the film all the way through, it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. gorgeous and there's, fun you know there's fun stories and you're learning something new about this but it's really the intercut that makes the story become one and then you become like even at the end when you think about the ending of this it's not really anything bang Mm -mm. but you walk out of there going you're angry you're like oh the deception but it's almost as if you know a greek story has come to life in present day and that's kind of what i think aaron sorkin tried to accomplish with this Mm. You would like this movie so much more than I do. <laughs> I, and I think it's a good movie, mm-hmm. but I, yeah. don't, I just don't have it in me to get that excited about. You know what I got excited about? I love Andrew Garfield. Um, yeah. I've loved yeah. him in everything. Little Baby uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little Baby Spider-Man. Uh, but he's also done big boy movies like 99 Homes and Axel Ridge and uh, the si- or Silence, the Scorsese movie, if you haven't seen that. That's so good. Holy oh, shit, is yeah. that good. So I'm a big fan of his, and he was little baby Spider-Man. And uh, <laughs> our good friend Joseph Mazzello is in this movie from Bohemian Rhapsody, from oh, Jurassic yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. He was a little boy in Jurassic Park, and then oh. he plays uh, Dickhead's roommate. Like all grown up. Yes, he is. A little boy, all <laughs> yeah. grown up. It'd be really awkward if he was still a little boy. It would have that Doogie Howser so awesome. effect to it. <laughs> I think one of the right problems in. I have with this movie is when I see uh, Jesse Heisenberg, I just have this negative. Unless there's magic involved in the movie, like now you see me, but uh, I just kind of think he's a dick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So do I, yeah. but that's why I think the casting is so good. Yeah. Not oh, it is. Except every movie I see him in now, I'm like dick. Mm-hmm. I have the same. I have the absolute same reaction. Except for now, well, and he, he has like a, a punchable face. Yeah, totally. I just totally. want to punch him yeah. in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Seems so it's smug him. and it's arrogant, his, which is great. It's his lip. It's his bottom lip. It tucks in a little bit, and it makes him look like a douchebag. I don't know if that's the only thing, but that part really bothers me. But he also plays a lot of. Do- even in <laughs> the does. now yeah. you yeah. see me, now you don't, and now you 
seeming now you don't again yeah yeah which, uh, <laughs> don't really look at, don't missed, look at me they really missed the uh, just stop looking at me part two. Oh, it was now you see me the second one should have been called now you don't right <laughs> oh. jackass has just Bazinga. called it now you see me too electric boogaloo the day he came back oh, uh, special k spe- shout out to special k <laughs> <laughs> nice i didn't know we were gonna have an electric boogaloo shout out yes. you know, that's fantastic it, it comes out we need to do that movie oh my god put it on the list site got 2200 hits within two hours thousand what 22,000. Wow. So how does this film relate now in like social media, the way it is and the way it's, you know, this is all telling the story of how it all came about. How does it change how you feel about social media? I feel like it's gone full circle because it's kind of a joke when he starts this whole thing and it's kind of a joke now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a time where Twitter was this powerful force where, where nations that were in a state of revolution, somebody could get out, you know, actual news of what's going on. And now they're like influencers and, you know. They would hashtag it something really stupid. Yep. Well, and the other thing that I... Best revolution. Ever. <laughs> hashtag Ever. awesome. <laughs> so this is... Um, it. The idea that it started as an app to rate, like, the sort of a tr- sexual attractiveness of women has certainly, you know, skewed or colored my perception of using Facebook in the first place. Meanwhile, certainly. I still use it. Um, but... You know, it puts into context a little bit for me his reluctance to sort of tamper down on fake news. Because I'm thinking, okay, if this is the origin of his story and he was this sort of like ethically bankrupt when he started the company and just went wherever the money was and to get as many users as possible then why are we surprised that he's acting the way that he's acting right now right. and allowing Russian interference in American politics? That's where the hits are. That's yeah. where the, yeah. Like, why are we surprised if we know how it started? Like, origin stories are really important. And I think we learn a lot about his from his. Yeah. And the funny thing is he's making fun of, at one part, my, MySpace and... Mm-hmm. Friendster. Hot or Not, I think. Yeah, uh, Hot or yeah. Not. Which was the two pictures, yeah. or the picture would come up, at Hot or Not right. type of things. But Facebook has become just as much of a... a Kind of a joke as far as that. It's great for us old timers to keep in touch with each other. Yeah. But, you know, here's a picture of my cat. Yeah. Well, I love the pictures of your cat. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and I think, it, I mean, I think it's a joke. I, I, like, I'm uncomfortable with making assumptions or assertions that, like, general about it. Because I actually think it's kind of complex. Like, in some ways, I do think it's a joke. I think for people that understand there is so much fake news per, like mm-hmm. uh, perpetuated on that platform, then yeah, it's really hard to be on it and take anything seriously because you just don't know. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm not sharing anything because I don't know if this is true or not. And I'm too actually busy r- running my own company and having a life to spend an additional two hours a day tracking all the information down to figure out what's true and what's not. So Usually I'm just not going to share long, it. Though. It's funny. If I yeah. see something, I go, huh. Snopes. This doesn't Snopes. sound right. Yeah. I'll go. I'll do the Snopes real fast, and you type in like two words, and it'll come up. Yep. nine times out of ten. Yeah, uh, and I do trust Snopes, but uh, but for other even people, other stuff, it just takes. It doesn't take that long to to 
check the sources or yeah. to check stuff. And, you know, now the Onion articles or the other satirical sites mm-hmm. like that, people will post, and I'm not sure they know if it's real right. or not. Yeah. Or, I, no, I don't, I don't think they do. I, I don't think, think it's, they do. it's a situation where people don't look through the, the resources to, to overcome that, you know. No, they're too busy trying to, you know – support their issue or feelings or their opinions and look for validation Mm -hmm. for their agenda. But the other thing that I was going to say that, you know, I do think Facebook and, you know, and we're talking about Facebook because we watched this movie, but other social media platforms, they do serve a somewhat good purpose. Whereas you can keep up with your family members, you know, Mm -hmm. like when Mm -hmm. I've done a number of workshops for senior citizens and helping them get online. And if they're isolated and alone, you know, there was this great story where we, you know, helped this older gentleman get on, create a Facebook account years ago. His wife had passed away. He was a widower. He'd been alone for five years. He lives alone. All of his family moved away. Mm. And he was really isolated. And he wanted to connect and see his grandkids. So we signed him up. We got him a Facebook account. He found out and saw that his high school girlfriend was on Facebook and he came up and told the story of how excited he was because he saw her status was divorced. <laughs> She's divorced. <laughs> you know, and it sounds so funny and so kind of silly, but that's a big deal for people that are socially isolated. So yeah. so Facebook is valid if you're an old timer who wants to get some poon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, high school. High school poon. It's high school poon. Yeah, that's different. It never it? changes. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. <laughs> It really does. <laughs> I, I think that. Oh, they, and I don't think social. Uh, like I do think there was a time where Twitter was this really great yeah, force, yeah. and then someone I'm not going to mention names shit all over it uh, by just posting. It's just fake now. Like there, you could post literally anything on there, and it's not. Uh, you know, there's no point to it other than. Oh no! It, this is true because I said it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yankees. Yeah. All right, enough of him. <laughs> I'm sure nobody knows who I'm talking about. So <laughs> he's only in town tonight, right? That's right. <gasps> um, yeah, the the thing that I liked, I do like about this film is the the business side that they talk about, and yeah, the, and the yep. and the corruption that goes on, and and how things can be, you know, misleading. Um, when you watch this, did you feel like you were you chose a side? I guess. Were you with Zuckerberg or were you, you know, with the twins or, you know, how did you feel when it started? You started to realize that this is going to break down before your eyes at the end of this film and you're going through that. I did not have a dog in this fight until like almost the end. And then you find yourself feeling sorry for Eduardo. And He's the only one I really did feel. Right. Because the Winkle Dink twins or jackasses. Yeah, fuck them. Apparently in real life they're just jackasses <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, uh, fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. Um, uh, well, and also I think they cast that really well too because Army Hammer is another one that I kind of want to punch in the face. Yeah, yeah. And I don't Very know if anyone punchable. has ever read the BuzzFeed article. Except I'm afraid of him. Oh, tell me at why. At the same time. Why? He just looks like the kind giant. of person who would stalk you and like you would open the cupboard and, you know, Army <laughs> Hammer would be in it with a knife. And That's Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. That's baking soda, man. And it's in your fridge. Yeah. And he'd, no, he'd be like, I'm not going to kill you this time, but I wanted you to know I could. Oh, that's funny. And he'd leave. Oh, and he'd go away. I'm not afraid of Jesse Eisenberg. What is he going to do? Bleed on you? 
Come on. Come well, on. the other thing, so uh, I have a friend from grad school. She wrote an article. She writes for BuzzFeed now. And it was uh, a really great sort of expose, like why Hollywood keeps trying to make Army Hammer happen. And yeah, I would recommend just anyone. Just because looking and rich. Yeah, it's it yeah. was yeah, and every paragraph is just kind of like, huh? Yeah, why do they keep trying this? I'd love to call me by your name, not because of him, but because mm. of Timothy uh, Chalamet. Chalamet was uh, fucking amazing. In yeah, it. and it's, at times I went him. seriously. This is the guy you're gonna go for. Army Hammer wasn't he the Lone Ranger? Don't do it, Timothy. Don't. Danger. Army Danger. Hammer was the Lone Ranger. Wasn't he the Lone Ranger? I think you. I think you're right. I won't watch yeah. that movie. No, but. No. I watched it and I mean I wouldn't watch it again. It's got some moments in it that are kind of interesting and I heard Johnny Depp does uh Captain Jack what's his Isn't face he from Taunto? the Sparrow? Yeah. Except yeah. he's dressed as a Native American. Yeah. yeah. I actually oh, liked his character and that was about the only thing that was saving in that film. Wow, so I would hate this movie. Yes, you would so much. Yeah. So I want to go back to your question because I've I've seen it twice and I saw it the first time. And I was completely against Zuckerberg. And I just watched it again. And I was like, well, I mean, they had the idea. They didn't have him sign an NDA or a non-compete. Like, now that I have a little bit more business experience, I was like, uh, it's a little bit more slippery now. Yeah. And sure, the business, Eduardo put a bunch of money in, but he really wasn't there. And so it was much he more... he didn't sign anything either. Yeah, and when he did sign, it he was... Didn't he, it. Didn't he didn't read, read it. He didn't read it. Now, I did go back... And we so, don't know how much money he did make in the end, because that's been right. Right. kind of covered... I don't think I think he was taken care of very well. Sure. I'm sure. I, I yeah. got that idea from him. And, yeah, yeah. and he should have been. He I mean he put yeah. up a thousand dollars and that wouldn't have the company would not have made it and then yeah. he put up seven you know with Well he was all the fluid more. money for yeah. uh, for a long time. Well and it was so. his original algorithm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So that's right? that's, that's where the IP really yeah. I think comes in. Mm-hmm. I went and looked up a business insider article about this. And they had like 10 falsehoods from the social network. And one of them was that, you know, Zuckerberg was painted at, totally as the villain and Eduardo was painted totally as, you know, the good guy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, it's actually not that cut and dry. He, our, Eduardo did some crappy stuff. And so, you know, again, it's, it's yeah. a movie. We know it's a movie. But yeah, for the sake of this, it did. I, I watched it differently the second time than I did the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, knowing the business side and how things work, uh, you can see where some of this could, you know, play out. But the, also, the, it comes down to people. And I think, you know, this story, you never know how that was painted because sure. we're only getting, and these guys are not getting firsthand, um, you know, facts off of this. That no, they they're wrote telling this. a story. Oh, right. Yeah. So, and which is amazing that they could even get away with this What the person is still alive. And well, it's based that. off a book. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but still, some, someone has to go back and that has sure. to be accountable for it. So, and I know when you watch like some of the, you know, Fincher and them talk, you know, afterwards, they're very careful about what they say in reference to certain things so that they don't get into any legalities, which is smart and and also part of the business aspect of it. So Yeah. The only funny trivia I re- the only trivia I remember from this movie is that the clothing that they have Jesse Eisenberg wear in this is like exactly exactly what uh Zuckerberg <laughs> that would want. Gap he said sweatshirt. that he was like he goes, I don't know how they got so many other things wrong, but they got my wardrobe absolutely correct. <laughs> like down to like some of those pieces I think are mine. That they have, <laughs> and the other thing, especially with the flip flops that he has sitting at the table and all yeah. that. Oh my yeah. god! 
And uh, what was, oh, now I forgot the other piece of trivia well, in it. Oh, uh, he, oh, he, he had never had an Appletini before. He saw the movie. Sure. And then yeah, he you saw and then, So when he saw the movie, he tried an Appletini and made it the official drink of Facebook. What? Ew. Well, that's actually sort of a smart PR move because you're taking something where people are making fun of you and then you're embracing it mm-hmm. and kind of like yeah. owning it. So it's smart on that's that side. That's true. But Appletini's ew. You don't like them? You just had one, didn't you? No, I, I, no, I bought she this. brought them. I, I, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I thought you them. had you had one, right? Uh, yeah, Volvalicious. Yes. Yes. yes, was it? Was it, it Volvalicious? Kent had one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. yeah. Yes. It t- took you a long time to drink this. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not something I'm going to go out, rush out, and buy. Nope, I can no. tell you something that. Mark Zuckerberg would drink. Yeah, <laughs> it felt. But it wasn't. But it wasn't bad, and and, yeah. and it feels you know right with the yeah, with the exactly. movie. So yeah. it's kind of nice. Yeah. So. Well, the other thing about the clothing, I don't know if this came up at all, but I, I actually looked up. Did Mark go to a meeting in his pajamas to help Sean Parker? Oh, in the spite road thing. Yeah. A company, and apparently that's true. Wow. wow! Which can you imagine? You know, like just being that Sean Parker says that you, you show up to a meeting with investors who want to give you millions of dollars, and you're just like, yeah, Sean Parker says, "Fuck you." Like, okay, well, let's get to know that that's been <laughs> fact checked. Right. Uh, <laughs> little fact. Well, in the I movie. I looked at it. I didn't do a deep dive, but I did look it up, and apparently. There are rumors. It is true. Huh. Shit, that looks good. That looks really good. It's clean and simple. No Disneyland. No live new girls. Watch. What's your right? Relationship status. Interested in. This is what drives life in college. Are you having sex or aren't you? It's why people take certain classes and sit where they sit and do what they do when at some center you know that's what the facebook is going to be about people are going to log on because after all the cake and watermelon there's a chance they're actually going to get laid meet a girl yes that is really good and that was it what do you mean it's ready it's ready yeah right now that was it here's the masthead you made a masthead yeah eduardo severin co-founder and cfo yeah you have no idea what that's going to mean to my father sure i do so what's it going live now get your laptop out why do we need my laptop because you got emails for everybody at the phoenix i'm talking about you guys yes (laughs) you guys are some good crackers (laughs) so so perfect um david fincher david fincher said this movie is about kids faces um, <laughs> isn't Wait, that funny? Kids' faces. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, how that was you, it? Not it like kind of... on Christmas morning or <laughs> something like that. What, what, but but it is about kids' faces. It is about it's kids' a, faces. It's about mm. you know these kids uh, come up with a concept. They're young. They're you know they're hungry. They're doing something that they think is right, and they oh, think they're, they're drunk. but they have they're no drunk, idea what yeah. they're building. That's the crazy part. So you're you're building this this monster. And which I think is kind of funny in a lot of ways because that's what's happening now with social media is that people are building these monsters outside stories about people that are not even sometimes true like we've talked about. Um, When you get into the fact of the Sean, um, what's his last name? Parker. Parker's last name, the (laughs) Napster creator. Yeah. 
that part really became interesting to me because when at the movie started to make a little twist and then you bring in sort of like a villain uh, into the situation. Yeah, yeah, he's the super bad guy. Like you think Zuckerberg is the bad guy, but then Sharon Parker gets there and he's like the real bad guy. Well, and it's, it's funny again because the first time I saw it, I thought the same thing. And then the second time I thought, oh, he he sees the vision. Yeah. Like they share a vision, right? So in that scene when they were having the apple teenies and Sean was saying, <laughs> you guys don't even know what you're building yet. Yeah. Don't use ads. You could hear like Mark Zuckerberg's brain like click, click, click and just feel him shift to the left toward Sean Parker and away from. So again, that like the Sorkin dialogue, the way they shot it, you know, it was just like so obvious what was happening. And again, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, what an asshole. But now I'm kind of like, oh, well, when you have a business partner and it's because I had a business partner and it didn't work out and now I've had a bit better business partner and not, you know, so I'm like, oh, okay, I can kind of see when you find the right person who sees what you see, it's easier to work with and communicate but yeah, there were consequences of that and yeah. real people are hurt and terrible decisions are made and it's just really complex. Children's faces. Children's faces. <laughs> well, right. they're, they're kids to us. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, the funny yeah. thing is I'm wondering of like everyone who contributed, like Einstein and everyone who contributed to the nuclear, uh, eventual, you know, nuclear bombs, if Fincher's like, children's faces <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good really that's, smart children yeah. with faces yeah. but they're old uh, you know what now yeah. I'm just gonna say that to myself in my head when I like walk around town and see kids or like whatever like young entrepreneurs and be like oh kids faces, kids yeah. faces. <laughs> and then somebody's gonna overhear that and we're gonna have to bail you out because they're gonna be like that was creepy you said that outside the playground and just went kids faces and you whispered it <laughs> Do we have a special fund to bail out our special well, guests? Just, God, I hope so. We should just have a general one to bail out any of our special guests. Yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need it. If they're so, creepy. That, play yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be more like us being creepy, not the guests. <laughs> we don't even need playgrounds right. to be creepy. Yeah. They're just creepy, creepy everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, this, this film had a look to it, like a feel, like, in it, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it was shot with like the red one. Um, and you can just see as you're watching it but there was you know there's some things about like you know the focus that they did in this was really interesting too they isolated some of the focus and didn't go extreme with it um unlike the outsiders which has a, a real extreme focus i don't know if you've seen that yet or not um but this one here you know lots of greens Lots of, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. greens, yeah. lots of tans. The color palette's very, like... It's muted. bland. Yeah, it's yeah. bland. It's bland as Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. I mean, even that still frame right there, it's like, look at everyone in the audience. There's no one in white. There's no one in blue. There's no one in purple or yellow. It's, they're all... They're the same they're color. Grayish. Yeah. Yes. They are yeah. grayish. Yes. And, yeah, and, and, and Bill Gates is, you know, speaking at this... Uh, Thing and I thought that was a kind of a weird thing. Although I know you wanted to show maybe that Bill Gates was there, this scene was one of the few scenes that I was just like, I don't really get why this was. Well, well that's another. I like. I don't know if it was accurate. If it's historically accurate, 
and then Zuckerberg was in the audience to see Bill Gates speak, mm-hmm. you then I can kind of understand, right. yeah, why you would put it in because it is right, sort right. of impressive. Like, yeah. oh, great. So one guru to another, and right. then he's in the audience, and of course he's like passing the torch kind of a thing. But if it's not historically accurate, then yeah, they just should have cut it for time. Yeah. Right. And, and they, you know, I think he says something like, you know, there's another. Bill Gates, you know, here. And he was looking right, right at you. Yeah, yeah. Golly gee. Yeah. yeah. Kids' faces. <laughs> Kids' faces. Lots of them in the audience. Uh, yeah, little baby um, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. What was up with little baby Spider-Man's, uh, his Asian girlfriend, who was oh, she like, was crazy? She was uh, heading up the cuckoo train. Yeah, but I I love a bitch who set shit on fire. Yeah, yeah man, I, I was just yeah. like, go for it, yeah. go for it. But he's and such he a nice it out guy. Real quick. Just fun. Yeah, I know. He's just kind of like, oh, I gotta put out this fire. Yeah, hang uh, on, Mark. I gotta put out this fire real fast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's my like bed. very. It's yeah. like my bed's on fire. It's kind of again like <laughs> historically accurate. If so, that's great. If not, that's so cheesy because yeah. it's like. Oh my God! Literally and figuratively, now my life is on fire. Like, okay, like that. Okay, oh, we, the message, we get it. Yeah, right. baby Spider Man. Chicks is crazy. <laughs> well, Sorkin's <laughs> writing is very <laughs> male-induced on uh, oh, yeah. pretty much he, everything. He don't oh, yeah. do good oh, yeah. for ladies. It's, no. Well, he did uh, back in the day on West Wing. Uh, CJ was oh, yeah. fantastically written. Uh, Allison Janney's character. Actually, a number of the the female yeah. characters were really well done. There were in the first season. There was a character who she wasn't well written at all, but she have, disappeared after the first season. <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah. Have y'all ever talked about the bedshell test on the show? No. Oh yeah, the feminist test. Yeah. yeah. So the bedshell test is you know to figure out if a movie has meets just the basic basic bare minimum requirements for like a healthy representation of women, and there are three things. Are there more than two women in the movie? Do they talk to each other for more than five minutes about something other than a man? And you would be shocked when you apply this to other, like wow. Disney movies don't pass this. Oh, no. Superhero films. This movie pretty much don't it's a pass Very this. small yeah, percentage so of Sorkin films don't pass this. Now, I do take no. a little offense to that with the superhero movies because they're no, getting better. Some. They're getting better now. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Some. The girl power scenes from uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes, absolutely. Some movies don't pass, not that, all. That's an interesting test. Yeah, no, Black Panther is very good. Phenomenal, yeah. but yeah. this movie totally fails. Your, Absolutely. Your, uh, oh. oh yeah. Your, what's it called? The bed bug test. The, yes, that's it. The <laughs> bed shell <laughs> test. That's a hard word. That's, I don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, fine. It's the bed bug test. It's the bed bug test. <laughs> Well, for, even, for you men out there, <laughs> it's the bed bug test. That's fine. Oh, it's not the Volvalicious. Uh, t- <laughs> no, I, me, I would love to take credit for it, but I can't. Allison Bedshill <laughs> came up with it. And this is the second movie we've done because Whiplash is not. Have you seen Whiplash? The roller derby movie. No. Oh, no, the drum movie. Yeah. Drummers, the drum yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons yeah. won an Oscar yeah. for. That one is not a very, uh, that would not pass the thing. No, it would. No. no. Not and, at all. And, yeah. Not, not at, all. at all. And admittedly, I mean, there are incredible films that don't pass it. Not every film has to pass it. It's just an interesting way to kind of think. I mean, you like know, 12 we were Angry Men doesn't have a lot of room <laughs> for that. No. Uh, but no, I think that's good. That's a man. good thing to have. And, as, I, you know, I, I'm not familiar with it, so I, I'm, I'm surprised that I wasn't. But uh, I think that's interesting. There isn't enough uh, situations that have that, that dialogue between women that 
that doesn't relate back to men in some way. Mm-hmm. And there should be more of that. And that's a, that's a really great point. You know, I think, well, I mean, I, I think that people look at people of uh, different ethnicities, look at movies that way too. And just go like, how am you know, am I seeing right. any representation here? This movie? No, it's obviously Harvard. A bunch of, like, <laughs> only just white a bunch of white men, you know, making so, decisions oh, wait, for the whole Jewish. world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't see like you know. I don't remember any black characters in this movie. I don't oh, either. No, I don't. No, I don't. Um, not at all. No. Well, there are actually a number of tests you can look up. Like they're called if you search for representation tests, and you know, Bechdel is for just basic women, and then they also have ones that scale up in terms of representation. Then it gets into what do you uh, mean by basic end. women? Because when I say that, I get just slapped. it's only yeah. wh- it's only women, <laughs> white women named Karen. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh. You should stop saying that, Patrick. Yeah. Don't, don't but call Karen women is basic, basic please. Yeah. Come on. Oh, Karen. Yeah. You're just so basic. White women named Karen. She also wants to talk to the manager. She always, always. wants to talk to the always. manager. And this Charmin is not working for me. <laughs> I squeezed it, but it doesn't look like that stuff the bears don't Mr. get stuck Whipple. on their asses. <laughs> Mr. Did I go Whipple back too far? Like Did I go back too far? No. Yeah. No, it was another fun casting choice in this, completely jumping off the race sure. and women thing. Uh, David Selby is in this, so maybe maybe you're the only one who's old enough to remember a show called Dark Shadows. Uh, and oh, yes. David Selby, who's I in the deposition scenes, Shadows. he played Quentin Collins, who was uh, one of the big characters behind Jonathan Frid and uh, uh, the lady folks on the show whose names I can't remember, something Collins, what was her name? <laughs> Um, not Joan Collins. It was uh, no, it was Joan it was, Collins. Um, Definitely not Jackie Collins. No. Certainly not. No no, no, no. But then you had David Selby, who was mm-hmm. another big person. He's in these uh, big deposition scenes where a bunch of white men sitting around a table talking highfalutin words and t- stuff. Talking lawyer talk. I thought it was a really talk. interesting conversation in that that situation where he's sitting around and he's talking to. Uh, Zuckerberg, you know, it it was really cool how he answered these questions in the in the way the dialogue was written. It was almost, mm-hmm. I'm here, but I'm not here. You know, even like oh, the yeah. rain is coming. And yeah. Yeah. that was really interesting to me because I thought it was a, a nice shift of a, from a writing standpoint, you basically are pulling out of the conversation and yet you are still there and, but you then instantly flip it back around and turn it to the fact that basically these guys don't have enough, there's not enough brain cells in this room to what we're doing at the Facebook, you know, at that time. Uh, and that, that was really a cool dialogue situation because there's some things like that in this. I think that's one of the things. There is some really cool little one-offs conversation that goes. And you just watch it and you go, that's really clever writing because it's tough to write that kind of stuff. Whether it's based off of real true stories or not, sure. we don't, you know, we're just, we're going off of, I haven't read the book, so I don't know if anyone else has read the book. But, damn it. Yeah. Accidental Billionaires is the book. That's is right. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, God, I can't remember. you hate it when you accidentally become a billionaire? <laughs> Shit, I'm a billionaire again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. Yes. <laughs> but to, to, I haven't had that to your point yeah. about the Have never di- apple martini. <laughs> apple martini. This is my first one. <laughs> oh, do it. Uh, yeah. To your point about the dialogue, there were several times and that I thought, is Zuckerberg? Does he have Aspergers? Yeah. Right. So in two thousand, so in two thousand ten, it wasn't come across. Is that yeah, because it wasn't and, really uh, on my radar. Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't realize this until reading the trivia. Has OCD. Mm-hmm. It doesn't surprise me. No. But that feels like a very. That might be where we're getting some of the Asperger. 
Burgery stuff as, from as well, and that's why I think the writing was really, especially in that particular scene, because it seemed like he had Aspergers, right? Yeah, like where yeah. where he's like, oh, it's raining. Which would make him much more sympathetic, at least to a viewer exactly. like me. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. I went in a little bit like, oh, maybe he's not like maybe he's on the spectrum, but then he comes back around in that scene, and it's it's written in such a way where oh no. He doesn't have Asperger's. He's just a fucking asshole. Yep. Yep. Uh, people exactly. with Asperger's, yeah. exactly. People with Asperger's are, don't tend to be vindictive like he is. Exactly. He's just right. absolutely like douche monster. You can't open it? I can't open it. Help. Yeah. We just want to point out that Laura can't having, open I'm having her problems. apple Well, now I bottle. feel all this pressure as the other chick at the table. I can't I, open yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the challenge now. We're mm. trying to... There oh, Patrick! Patrick. strong yes. man. Yeah. Smell so, it. Ooh, that smells happily. like something I would never drink. It smells like fake apple. Yeah, mm. You know, watching this film, uh, one of the things that, <laughs> one of the things that got me was is is the shallow depth of field. There's like, they shot this at mm. with Master Primes and, right. they, and they shot it like 1.3. So for anybody that's done any focus pulling that is like absolutely impossible to pull focus with anybody moving so especially if someone would lean forward uh but you know there's this is the thing that fincher does is he does so many takes Mm. so that helps out the the focus puller is there's so many different takes and they shoot so many times the first scene was shot they say you know there's talk that it was shot 99 times or 100 times they shot that oh scene God. over and over again, and I—I I, I mean, coming from from a director standpoint, I think that's a little overkill. And I know that Stanley Kubrick has done that, and quite a few times. And, and this so was shot Fincher. on digital. This was shot on digital, so this was on so the red can. one. So they can. So it's you know it it takes up more storage space, but but, that's it's a little better than film. But but can you come from an actor's standpoint? I was just thinking the same thing. How would you take that if you they did it a hundred times? What what would you be your your feel off? I don't know. Probably after the twenty fifth time, I'd start blowing a gasket and being like, "What the fuck aren't we doing that we need to be doing? Come on, give me Ah. some, give me some fucking direction." Unless it was something technical that you know they're trying to get, and you're like, "Oh well, there's nothing we can do about it." Right? uh, You go, but you sometimes do feel (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Which if you and that funny, the funny thing about that is that was taken out of context. There was a lot more to that story than just him losing his fucking mind, uh, which I'm sure he's capable of. Right? Have you listened to uh, the full thing? Yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Like and it, it is taking a, like, little bit it out of the context, a little bit out of context, but it is a full out blow up. I'm not just. I've seen some blow ups on set, did, but never but, like that one. Oh, I've seen yeah. some blow ups like that that were just horrifying, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't want to go there. But yeah, I don't. Well, I wouldn't blow up if the director was shooting too many times. What you? you I, I want to go there. Yeah. I totally want to go there. Yeah, yeah. I totally want to go there. <laughs> no, because I don't, I don't want to name names, but somebody yeah. just lost their mind once on set. And I See, was that's just why horrified. you need to do this with a nickname. Yes. Yeah. Because then you yeah. can start spelling secrets. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have deep throat. Just tell us stories of sets you've been on. Right. That's a different type of set. <laughs> <laughs> no, not them dirty sets. Uh, but you start wondering when you do a lot of takes of something, you're just like, what the fuck? I, now, I did do, uh, I did do, I did do extra work <laughs> once, and it was this period piece movie. It was horrifying, but uh, I had to, uh, they needed somebody to smoke at the bar. And it's like the 19. 19- 
you know, twenties or something like that. And at the time I smoked, I'm like, I'll smoke. And they like, then they give me cigarettes that don't have filters because they didn't have filters. And then at the beginning of the scene, I, I'm, I light my cigarette and I'm, I'm smoking. Well, after the 10th time of doing this, you know, the 10th take, I started going like throwing up, uh, this sucks. I don't like this at all. (laughs) And like Sam Shepard's in the scene. And, uh, you know, I'm probably not even seen by the camera, but I'm like. But now you have emphysema. Uh, right. Yeah, I've got black lung for yeah. this Great. movie. Yeah. That totally I worth it. Yeah, went direct to DVD, and uh, so I bet I have it. What's it called? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's the one about it's the one with uh, Jason Patrick and the dog fighting. Oh, I don't. God, it this movie was was <laughs> I don't made think I have that. right. I, like it was <laughs> it wasn't even finished, and the whole Michael Vick thing happened. And oh. I was just like. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I've, I've seen that. Shepherd, uh, yeah. what was it called? Uh, I, um, I'm not sure. Um, I'll, I, but I'll I've seen moving. some. I've seen some long takes. You know, where we've had like numerous situations where you run it like over and over again. And you know, oh, well, usually like if you did if a walk and talk, then I'd yeah. If that, it's that's a con- fear I have is being cast in a walk and talk. Uh, that he used to do on the West Wing where they yeah. would literally yeah. walk walking through the hallway through the entire yeah. thing yeah. and it just takes one you know could you imagine like you're right at the end of the scene and you're like and ah oh, fuck damn oh, yeah and you gotta it, reset right yeah. everyone back to one and that happens you know um, of course but yeah. that's part of it um, I think you see less with those situations I've, I've seen less multiple shoots because it's so grueling on the crew of you know i think it's grueling on everybody everybody uh, everybody and usually people you know they're 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 pretty good about knocking those or breaking them up you know being able to block it so that you can shoot it in multiple shots right and and do that and i think that helps but uh i've seen it where you've had guys do 25 30 takes on something and at a point you know it becomes yes you do you know each take you get more into the character and each take you get more developed into it and you're in and more into your peace of mind of the story oh, yeah and yeah, you start yeah, yeah. to get some variances and all that kind of stuff but i can't imagine being on set working and you shoot 99 scenes yeah of a, at 99 think, yeah, there I have to be like a point of diminishing returns right yeah right and i understand if you're shooting and 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 that you know shooting multiple angles that's a different thing that's not the same as shooting this 99 takes like on one shot you're just boom 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 mm-hmm. that will just wear you out and i know he wanted that first scene to be and sometimes maybe you, you you overshoot something in the beginning because you want to try to develop what's really happening and develop the character. And I'm not sure if this was the first scene was shot in chronological order and that was the first thing because sometimes that's what developing into the character. Sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know if uh, – Yeah. So that could have been something. Shot. I didn't read anything about it if it was shot sequentially. Yeah, well, but the poor editor – Oh, God, 99 yeah. shots. Well, it's not like they just give it to all to him and say, like, mm, fucking go through it, man. Yeah. Just find something good. See what's good. <laughs> well, and you've got notes because you're, you're. Yeah, there's going to be notes. Your scripty is sitting there writing notes going, uh, take Otherwise, 22. Otherwise, editors would be like, like, have such a short lifespan. Oh, my like, God. I did one movie. Yeah. And now <laughs> I sell vacuums. Well, imagine, Alaska. like, if you'd, uh, you uh, Apocalypse Now. I mean, there was so much footage shot on that film. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, having yeah. to dig through it and come through. And, you know, but you do go off of your notes. Of your script, right, right, supervisor. Right, right. And well, that's... yeah, and if your director is like doing cocaine and writing your scenes that morning, oh it's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That ha- wait a minute, that's it, not it how is? it always happens. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a second. Wait, the, the, hang on. The ceiling fan is now a helicopter. <laughs> I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, but it did. That's the cool thing. It totally did. It totally made the movie totally right did. there. I thought she was talking about when you directed Mike. 
Well, that was almost <laughs> like that. Yeah. So if there's something wrong, if there's ever anything wrong, you can tell me. I'm the guy that wants to help. This is our thing. Now, is there anything that you need to tell me? No. What are we doing about this? I went to a 3L at Student Legal Services and he told me to write them back. And what did you say? When we met in January, I expressed my doubts about the site, where it stood with graphics, how much programming was left that I had not anticipated. The lack of hardware we had to deal with, site use, the lack of promotion that would go on to successfully launch the website. This was the first time you raised any of those concerns, right? I'd raised concerns before. Bullshit. Not to us. Gentlemen, I'm talking about at the meeting in January to which this letter is referring. Yeah. Let me rephrase this. You sent my client 16 emails. In the first 15, you didn't raise any concerns. Is that a question? In the 16th email, you raised concerns about the site's functionality. Were you leading them on for six weeks? No. Then why didn't you raise any of these concerns before? It's raining. I'm sorry? It just started raining. Mr. Zuckerberg, do I have your full attention? No. Do you think I deserve it? What? Do you think I deserve your full attention? I had to swear an oath before we began this deposition, and I don't want to perjure myself, so I have a legal obligation to say no. Okay, no. You don't think I deserve your attention? I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to give it a try, but there's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook, where my colleagues and I are doing things that no one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? I have 12.45. Why don't we say that's lunch? So, so one of my favorite lines in here, besides the snorts, <laughs> was dating you is like dating a stairmaster, and, and that was Erica oh, in the very beginning. Yeah. But you know, when we go back to that, that very beginning yeah. scene of the dialogue and it just Absolutely. being so miserably uncomfortable. You know, you felt like you were sitting there. Um, and of course oh, that Sorkin nails that kind of... He's been divorced a few times. Let's just talk about this. Let's yeah. talk about the elephant <laughs> in the room. Can you imagine? Maybe he's that's... probably also been married to and divorced. Yeah. Maybe so. that's why he's also not good with women. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Writing probably women it. characters. But meanwhile, I'll keep going back to the West Wing. He fucking really nailed oh, it yeah. with... Oh, yeah. He did. Uh, although Alice and Janney didn't have a lot of relationships in the seasons that he wrote. But she was just very well written... She doesn't men. need relationships. She's an independent woman who don't need no man. I was fine with it. Just <laughs> good. Me. She she like she had a little tryst with Matthew Modine in like one episode. Oh, I, I would do. Like get in line. <laughs> <laughs> line starts behind me. <laughs> My little vision quest. Tucker, Tucker, <laughs> a man in his dream. <laughs> was he in Tucker? Wasn't he the guy? It was Jeff Wasn't Bridges. He? What? Whoops, was Tucker? Sorry. Yeah. My, my bad, Jeff. Yeah. That's yeah, don't right. We Jeff do him, like too. Yeah. Exactly. He's in line. Yeah, Jeff, well, hold Jeff, up. Jeff's too cool Jeff Bridges, to Jeff Bridges yeah. really is mine. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. Especially in that bad times at the El Royale. Uh, Previously nope. highlighted on one of our podcasts. Yes, it is. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to it, please go back and check it out. It's yes. really it was exciting. Fun. Yeah, yeah we had a good time with that yeah. one. All right, so go, go. I wanted, I do want to talk about the opening scene. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, because one of my other favorite lines, and it came up the the 
movie is bookended. The first scene and the last scene, right? So that first scene, she says to him, you know what? You're going to be alone and you're going to think you're alone because you're a nerd, but that's not it. It's because you're an asshole. Right. I love that. And it's so great because how many like nerds and incels out there think like, oh, just women are terrible and it's just because I'm a... No, it's because you're a fucking asshole with no personality and Mm -hmm. no interpersonal skills and no emotional intelligence and no sense of humor. Thank you. But lots of of thousand dollar bills he has. Sure. (laughs) Who gives a shit? And then at the last (laughs) scene when he's talking to the Rashida Rashida Jones character, you know, she says, you know what? You're actually a good guy. you're just trying really Love hard it. to be an asshole. Yeah. Love it. And the book ends, right? So the dialogue then bookends the entire scene. And you kind of, in that last scene, then you think, ah. Uh, and you look back on him and think, wow, he really is trying. He's going out of his way to be an asshole. That oh, whole yeah. lawsuit, right. when they say he settled and paid the Winklevoss twins $68 million, but then you see his net worth is like four billion. Right. Like, yeah. dude, just pay the fucking money. Yeah. Right. Like you're just being a dick. Right. Right. What's the point? I think you nailed it with he's a dick. Right. Well, I think there's okay. a lot of people. Everybody can go, go, can go Good home. Night, folks. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye. So we got next that figured week. out. <laughs> and scene. the next dick we'll be talking about is um but the uh <laughs> the the I think you're right about that, you know, and and I think there's a there's a thing that runs with a lot of times when people are that far in, involved in themselves, I guess, in a sense, they become complete assholes and they don't really give a shit about what they think or what anybody else thinks about them. They're just they have no. It's like the filter of that's gone. I thought it was interesting that it comes back that you know he at the end he tries to friend her. You know, at oh, the yeah. very yes. end. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And of so course, that's another book. And then, of course, thing. you leave right. it yeah. and there's no, you know, no response, which was nice to start with that and then end with that. Um, because, that, you know, I, I kept thinking when I was watching this film, it's like, how are you going to end this? How are you going to come up with it? You know, right. are you going to go back to that and that be part of what comes up in the end? Uh, because I didn't know what about his personal, you know, relationships and sure. all that. And does he get back with her? Does he not get back with her? I think it was great that it ends with him. Trying to make that connection. Well, and kept he kept refreshing, especially especially yeah. he just with kept refreshing. Yeah, it was like oh, which yeah. is you know that that's the whole thing of Facebook is the you know it's the yeah. connection and like you're trying to connect with people and and you're waiting for the response. Yes, I remember Not always. in '99 uh, when he I was. first got right, it. He was, wasn't he? When I first got a computer and it was uh, Facebook wasn't. Uh, the big deal yet. I don't even know if MySpace was really that big, but it was like Yahoo Groups. And I would mm-hmm. post something in a Yahoo group and literally hit refresh yeah. over and over again to see if I got any replies. And then <laughs> I'm like, this is like the most pathetic <laughs> thing ever, but I can't stop. Yeah, but then I when you got stop. that hit, it's that dopamine hit. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like, now there's evidence to now, but I, I, that. Right. I apparently found some of the first internet trolls, so it usually ended up badly. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord. And it's funny because they always say about, he kind of wanted to be the villain a lot of the times, it seemed to me. And villains don't generally think of themselves as bad right. stuff. Yeah. So he there's something else there. And he wanted to be a villain somehow. He wanted to he be wanted a douche. He wanted the power. 
But the, douchey power. He, but the douchey power, yeah. yeah. Because the douchey people have more power, maybe. Brought to you by Vagisil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have a new sponsor. Yeah, actually. that's right. That'd be, a good <laughs> oh, that'd be better. The Much better power. than Will It. They never, they never no, called yeah, it up. No. They no. never call me back. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that Will It. Uh, we are now yeah. represented by Apple Vagisil. Tini tonight. Yeah. Vag- Vagisil. Apple Tini. Yeah, yeah. Mm, what you drinking over there, Laura? Vagisil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let it's me have a shot. Water down. <laughs> Good. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way to have it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if, if you have to have it, well, at there's all. no like, seal. Really, right? We have there's olives. No, we have necessary. olives you could put in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. You get okay. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Oh man. Vagisil. We're, we're not going to get that sponsorship, are we? We're no, probably not going to get that. Probably not. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Vegisil. Yeah. <laughs> I know, the one we actually wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast has been brought to you by... Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Not by Vegisil. Not by Willet. Well, listen, so we, what are, what's our next podcast we're talking about? Hereditary. Right. It'll fuck you up for life. <laughs> totally. Don't watch the woman crawl across the ceiling. Uh, and you know what's funny? You said that to me when I uh, when I was watching it recently because mm-hmm. I thought we were going to do a doubleheader. And uh, I said, I'm watching Hereditary again and I am like soiling myself. And he said something about women crawling across her. That that did nothing. for like no, I wasn't afraid. I've me. seen that since Exorcist 3 when right. like, uh, George C. Scott's like, eh, and some but, people are walking on the ceiling in the background. Did you see it in the theater? I did. So, you know, in the theater, I don't know if you're... Actual women were crawling on the ceiling? No. <laughs> there was actual... Yes. Um, no. That, but that but the way it. it was, you know, shot and the way they graded it, you didn't... You saw something, but you couldn't see what it was. Yeah. And then, oh, the, then the object right. shows up. And so it's been there the whole time, but you didn't see it. And then it just... Poof, Comes you, out. You just go, oh, yeah. mom, yeah. mom's here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's just my mom. <laughs> just my mom. But that's for our next podcast. You know? Yes, that's hereditary. Our, next yeah. time. Right. Yeah. Um, next time. Yeah. Well, we want to thank everybody for being here and thanks for listening and thank you for our wonderful guest. And You've been awesome. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah. And, uh, a little more classy, and, and you've got more words than most of our guests. Yeah, so and, and good it. words. Yeah. Oh, she's thanks. Got, yeah. She has yeah. the best words. She <laughs> yeah. She's got lots of words, lots and of they're words, really, the really good. Words. Yeah. And, yeah. and if you don't think so, just hit the rewind button and go back and listen to it <laughs> yeah. again. Listen yeah. again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so glad you like my words. Yeah. So nice. Best words. Oh. <laughs> so rate us and do other things. Also, um, rate, review, and subscribe. Right. What, yeah. What Laura those, said. Those, those are the things. That's the main yeah. thing. Now drink the rest of your vagisil. Yes. <laughs> Yum. Sai. Did you know that they came from money? I had no idea whether they came from money or not. In one of your emails to Mr. Narendra, you referenced Howard Winklevoss's consulting firm. If you say so. Howard Winklevoss founded a firm whose assets are in the hundreds of millions. Mm-hmm. You also knew Tyler and Cameron were members of a Harvard final club called the Purcellian. They pointed that out. Excuse us for inviting you in. To the bike room. Please. So it's safe to say you were aware that my clients had money. Yes. Let me tell you why I'm asking. I'm wondering why, if you needed $1,000 for an internet venture, you didn't ask my clients for it. They had demonstrated an interest to you in that kind of thing. I went to my friend for the money because that's who I wanted to be partners with. Eduardo was the president of the Harvard Investors Association, and he was also my best friend. Your 
best friend is suing you for $600 million. I didn't know that. Tell me more. Thank you for listening to Adult Beverage Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.org on the web to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our new fantastic bonus content. You have just listened to the Adult Beverage Podcast with your hosts, Patrick, Laura, and Kent. Love this episode of Adult Beverage Podcast? Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you might listen to your podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That's this week's episode of the Adult Beverage Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.